everyone, my name is Jack Henderson. I work for the Pittsburgh Kids Foundation um, as the director of programs. One of the things that I do is PKF camps, uh, Surf City, Lauraville, and Spring Session. You may have met me before, you may have seen me around. Obviously very excited to be a part of Spring Session this year and I'm very hopeful uh, to see you guys at Surf City and Laurelville um, coming up here. But um, yeah, like I said, super excited. Been around the Pittsburgh Kids Foundation a long time. And you know, ultimately in thinking about what I wanted to share with you all and just thinking about this past year, uh, a passage of scripture really jumped out and came to mind and, and actually read it this morning and really excited to share with you. And I'm just gonna jump right in and you know, ultimately, I'm hopeful that this story and some of the other things I say, you know, resonate with you all and um, are things that we can kind of chat through and reflect on, you know, potentially after spring session with our small groups, with our youth pastors and friends. So um, the passage today uh, where we're starting out is 1 Samuel um, 17, 32 through 37. And it's a story about David, uh, about David and Goliath. And, you know, a lot of you guys maybe have heard this before, but I would encourage you, you know, listen to it with new ears. But um, before I jump into scripture, essentially what's happening is the Isra Israelite army is up against the Philistines. Um, they're, they're overmatched, and this guy named Goliath comes out every day and taunts the army and basically has set up, set up something, and he says, hey, uh, this is my challenge. If any of you guys can defeat me, uh, We'll live under your rule. You can have the land, etc. If you fight me and you lose, uh, you know the reverse is true. You guys are our servants. You live under our rule. David isn't a part of the army, but he's visiting his brothers. David's young, and he hears this taunt from Goliath, and it upsets him. And he essentially goes to the king. Uh, his name is Saul, and asks and says, um, "I think I can. I think I can. I think I'm the man for the job." And we're going to jump in right now. So this is, uh, like I said, Samuel uh, 17. And this is David to Saul. He says, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a boy. And he has been fighting. He has been a fighting man from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been fighting, excuse me, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. So like I said, David shows up uh, with confidence. And he shows up and says to the king, I'm the man for the job. And what stands out for me, like I said, is David's confidence and ultimately uh, a peace about it. He has the confidence that he has been prepared as a shepherd, um, fending off lions and bears. Uh, he knows he's prepped and prepared for this moment. And that's fascinating and mind-blowing. And man, I would love in my life to have that type of confidence and peace uh, to approach adversity like David 
did. And man, I would love to talk you know, more about David's life. Maybe you can later on. Um, it's a fascinating person, fascinating king. But if, if I could summarize his life in, in the simplest terms, it's a life of high highs and low lows. Um, David eventually becomes king. He wins battles, he loses battles. He has a, a family uh, that's marked by um, beauty and love, but also tragedy. He uh, gets involved in a, an extramarital coercive affair with a woman who's not his life that um, blows everything up in his life. In summary, like I'm saying, um, as we flip through scripture, David's life is marked by highs and lows. And I think ours are too. Um, you know, looking back over this past year, a lot of high highs um, in my life personally, a lot of great things that I was able to be a part of. Um, my wife and I will look back on this year fondly. At the same time, we'll look back at this year, you know, with sorrow and, and, and tragedy. Um, a lot of our lives this year has been marked by tragedy. And I think, you know, potentially some of yours has been too. And ultimately, you know, that story about David and just looking back at my life um, from now all the way back into high school and college, um, what I want for, for myself is that peace and confidence that David has. And looking back at this year, I think I've stumbled upon some of that. It, it's, it's been amazing for me, quite honestly. And, you know, this, this time isn't about me, but I would love to share a little bit about um, what I've come to find has helped me get to a point, you know, similar to David, where I can look at adversity and I can get bad news and know that I'll be okay and know that I'll be strong enough for my wife and some of my friends to lean on. And, you know, that has come through reading scripture. That has come through a lot of different things that I've made a priority over this past year. And I think the best way to illustrate that is, is through another verse, um, through another bit of scripture. So if you'll hang with me, I'm going to hop into John, um, <clears throat> which is in the New Testament. It's another story. It uh, is about a shepherd uh, like David. And the shepherd in this context is Jesus. And he's talking to um, his disciples and to some Pharisees. And there's a lot of people listening. So I'm going to jump into this, to this word and kind of end our time with, um, with it. So if, if you'll just bear with me here, it's uh, John 10. I'm going to read 1 through, I think, 10. So it says, this is the good shepherd. Like I said, this is Jesus talking. It says, I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep by the pen, <clears throat> um, but climbs in some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls out his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever come before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. 
The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So like I said, um, you know, ultimately I wanted that peace, uh, that confidence that we read about from David. And in this scripture, in this reading, um, this scripture has given me a means in which I think to describe what God has done in my life over the past year and a half. So essentially, you know, what has gotten me to this point of a little bit more peace, of a little bit more confidence in myself is ultimately, I think that I, over the past year and a half, have started to hear the shepherd's voice a little bit more in my daily life. Um, this passage gives me a little bit more language to explain that, man, I think in high school and college, I was, um, you know, it talks about the, the, the gate, he talks about the pasture. So much of my life was just kind of waking up, jumping over the gate, getting out into the pasture, um, and just kind of living life. And um, life gets busy, life gets hectic. Like I said, it's full of ups and full of downs. And when I found myself just kind of out in the pasture without a guide, not going through the gate, um, some difficult circumstances arose in my life and I didn't handle them well. Um, tragedy has been you know, a part of everybody's life, but um, just looking past over this year and, and back into college, like I alluded to, um, I didn't handle the news of you know, a lot of my, my friends and teammates um, passing. Um, I didn't handle that news well. I didn't handle loss and I didn't handle grief well at all. And I've come to find that it's because I was jumping the gate. Um, I was jumping out into the pasture, into the world without the good shepherd. Um, and just over the past year, I've come to hear the shepherd's voice a little bit more clearly. And he's invited me into life, into the pasture. And, um, you know, now when I get bad news or, or deal with the ups and downs of life, I know the shepherd's voice a little bit better. And I want the same for you all. I want you all to know the shepherd's voice, to know that when you're out in the pasture, and you know, I know there's a lot of weird sheep language and, and stuff like that, and David was a shepherd. There's a lot of cool, um, cool things to talk about there. Um, but ultimately what I want for you all is, man, when you're out in life, I want you to know that Jesus is there with you. I want you to know that the good shepherd is with you. And I want you to be able to hear his voice um, and know that he loves you. And kind of my question for you all today is, do you want that for yourself? Is this something that you're willing to explore? And I think, you know, maybe the most practical thing I can share in how to do that and how I've done that over the past year is I've just essentially wake up um, and, you know, instead of, you know, there's a lot of like things about habits and, you know, it takes 21 days to form a new habit, 90 days to solidify it, all this stuff. That's all good stuff. It's all, um, it's great. But at the same time, man, what I've, what's been helpful for me is just take it one day at a time. So today I, I made the decision to, um, to read and to pray and to spend a little bit of time with the Good Shepherd so that, you know, I'm at work, I'm filming this video, doing my thing out in life. Um, today I'm, I'm a little bit more equipped than I would have otherwise to hear the shepherd's voice. 
So ultimately, like I said, you know, a lot of different ways to form habits, break habits, et cetera. But my challenge for you is, you know, let's keep it simple. Let's wake up every day and just think about some small ways that we can learn to hear the shepherd's voice. For me, it's reading scripture, it's praying, things like that. I want you to, to figure it out, you know, alongside your friends, alongside your youth pastors. Ask them, um, how do you hear the shepherd's voice? How do you have a real relationship with, with the good shepherd? Um, so that's my challenge for you. That's what I've learned, you know, kind of this past year. And, you know, it's through David. It's through his confidence and peace. It's, I, I want that. Um, but ultimately, it all comes through uh, kind of the scripture in John and learning to hear the shepherd's voice. So I'm very thankful for, um, for your time, for you listening to me today. And, you know, go out tomorrow, today, whenever it is. But let's just take it one step at a time. Um, let's make a commitment to, um, to trying to learn to hear the shepherd's voice. So thank you so much. Um, have a great rest of your day.